so good to see all your beautiful faces. Well, not really. I can't really see it. Today we have Juan Carlos Begon on the show. He should be here in a second. I think he's trying to find internet. Yeah, so this is the morning show. Uh, I, this is episode four. My cousin Kayla was on yesterday and that was really fun. Uh, I'm gonna re-upload that one to YouTube because the video kind of got messed up, but my YouTube channel is up and running. I, I, I hit 600 subscribers, which is really great. I know that's like not a whole lot, but you know, 600 people, that's pretty cool. And as I mentioned yesterday, trying not to compare myself and just enjoy it and live in the moment um, and do fun stuff. Like talk to my friend Juan, who should be here soon. Uh, we'll see. But from Mexico City, that's amazing. I've never been to Mexico City. I would love to go. When this is all said and done, I intend to travel more. I had the fortune of, good fortune rather, of uh, traveling a lot with Type Thursday last year. I went to Seattle and San Francisco and um, Los Angeles. So for an East Coast kid like me, that was pretty cool. But I definitely want to get around to uh, more and more places. So as things start to open up, I'm definitely looking to travel. Although right now it's not exactly a good time to be hopping on an airplane, as you can imagine. So, I mean, you could. But I, I don't, you know, my wife would be a little bit freaked out by that. So, good morning for everybody just jumping in. Roberto, what's up? You just reminded me I have to call back my friend Roberto after this. Juan Carlos. JC, as I call him, not Jesus Christ, but Juan Carlos, uh, was the man who made, uh, here he is, who made the Pinterest logo and other awesome things. Yo! Hey, dude. What's going you on? Clear. You look clear now. Oh, awesome, dude. Can you I'm, see yeah, I can see you. I can, you sound great. I'm sorry. I'm in a cafe Dude, and my Wi Fi is kind of spotty. So I'm sorry, man. The ambiance, as, as they say. So good to see you, <laughs> man. You look amazing. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. So do you. You always look like fresh face and like, you know, like you just got done from like a run or something like that. So that's good. <laughs> I didn't, I did not go to the gym today. Um, I'm a little busy with work, but some, like tonight or tomorrow, I'll probably that's try good. to sneak in. Yeah. That's awesome, so, man. I was yeah, just telling people before this, I, I know it's the annoying thing that people always say about you, but you were the guy who designed the uh, original Pinterest uh, word mark. <laughs> I usually say that to get the ball rolling, get the enthusiasm, but you For worked sure. on a whole bunch of other really cool stuff as well. So. Yeah, I, I've been lucky enough to work on a lot of really cool projects with some incredible uh, We've got some incredible brands, so they let me do some weird stuff for them. I've been super lucky. It's been ages. I haven't seen you in a while. How was everything with you? Good. It's good. Uh, if you were to ask me a few months ago, I probably would have been like, everything's falling apart and the world is ending. But uh, sure. recently, I've been taking a lot of steps on my mental health and um, good. and drinking a lot of water and doing a lot of therapy and doing all good. that. So I feel Exercising. Better. Good. Exercising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can't run, and somebody no. stole my bike a little while ago, so no. I've been doing a lot, a lot of walking. No, it's okay. okay. I, I, I left it overnight in Montclair. I'm one of those flimsy little, like, uh, I'm one of those flimsy little, like, um, security locks, and Bad I called move. the police station, Bad. and they, they were like, where did you leave your bike? They're like, yeah, you're an idiot. It's just gone. So. <laughs> well, um, that's, okay. my, that's my goal for 2020 is to get a bike. So um, I know you're Good. a busy guy. I don't want to keep you too long, but... Okay. Uh, for people that don't know you a little bit about, uh, you know, about your story and I know you've been on the podcast before, but, uh, I, yes, I'm thankful to have a lot of new listeners. So a little background okay, about, yeah. you, about the great JC. I, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a designer and typographer by trade. I went to Parsons school of design for my undergraduate studies in Cooper union for, for grad school. I focus a lot on identity and branding. Uh, and then I came through the, the ranks through advertising agencies. So I worked at DDB, 
I worked a little bit at MTV, I worked at Deutsch, I worked at 72 and Sunny, and I really ran sort of design groups within those agencies. Uh, and in 2016, I broke off and I started Sunday Afternoon. And Sunday Afternoon is a kind of two-headed monster. It's a design studio and an artist management agency. So we represent the interests of like uh, 12 artists at the moment. Uh, and we have uh, a design studio internally to handle sort of larger branding campaigns and identity projects. Uh, yeah, so that's Sunday. That's kind of like the two second like brief that's good. On, on me. Yeah, you check the box for sure. You know, it's so funny. Awesome. Like now, it's when I started this podcast, I, I it was kind of like a haphazard kind of thing. Like I, I originally uh, reached out to Debbie Millman, and then I had some people from Pentagram and stuff. But it was no one ever really like took me in, so to speak. And uh -huh. Sunday afternoon was was really the first agency that embraced me and. Uh, type Thursday as well, but that was a little bit later on down the road. Um, and now I have like these great relationships with companies like Instagram and, and the people at Collins and stuff like that. But yeah. um, talking to you and Ahmed and all the different and Rich obviously and all the different people yeah. associated with Sunday afternoon really opened up a lot of doors. So I'm grateful to you guys for that. And I absolutely thank met you. you at a Sunday afternoon art show. You like right. came over at the end and gave you like a big hug. You like didn't even really know me that well. And you just, you're like, I'm a hugger, man. man. I'm a hugger, dude. I see and my cousins on the live stream. Hi, Crystal. I just want to say hi to my cousin really quick. Uh, hey, Crystal, anyway. what's up? Follow me. <laughs> yeah. That's um, so cool. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we loved your energy and, and kind of what you were uh, all about and the fact that you wanted to- I was a train wreck back then. I don't know what you guys loved. I, I was all over the place at that time. Dude, you were full of enthusiasm <laughs> and excitement and kind of, we were in the same place too. We put together Sunday afternoon and we were full of a lot of like youthful optimism and excitement. Mm -hmm. And uh, you kind of need a little bit of that, like, I think to get, I don't know, to get where you're going. It kind of fuels, it's like energy for, for like our industry, just like like optimism and like, energy and let's make a lot of like cool shit and talk to a lot of cool people and and i think that's kind of important so i think we felt that coming off of you as well so it was like kindred spirits yeah absolutely that's funny you talk about optimism that's something i always like want to try and have a theme and i think mm -hmm. that we cover a lot and i'll make sure that i link uh below on this podcast and on youtube i'll link everything up to our past conversations <clears throat> that dives a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. But optimism, I want to talk about that because there's a lot of, in the world of COVID, there's a lot of people that are struggling to get jobs, find work, and, you know, yeah. it's like, I started this podcast when the economy was thriving, and it was still kind of a shit show to get a job in the creative field, and sure. now it's way harder, but you're always somebody who has been optimistic, not only about the industry, but about learning. Like you really got, like you made me take a deep dive on like typography and um, you know, linking up with Thomas Jockett and, and uh, Type Thursday and the Type Directors Club. But you've mm -hmm. always had kind of like an optimistic academic outlook. So you kind of pull from both sides. Like you're optimistic, but you're also kind of a bookworm nerd, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's like, a I think that's true. I think I'm just a generally sort of optimistic person in like by nature. So I think a lot of that has to do with just my my, my personality. But you know when it's the when, running. Yeah, it might be the running. Um, <laughs> but I think I think you know in terms of like like turning to academics, I think when you have a lot of sort of free time on your hand and you're not sort of actively working um, and making work for people, I think it's nice to sort of educate yourself and and pick up some books and get back to sort of. Um, the nuts and bolts of why you became a designer in the first place, right? Like, uh, right. there's 
a whole host of really wonderful design literature in the world, typography literature, you can really go down to wormhole and why not, right? Like we're here, we might as well learn as much as we can and use that to fuel the work that we'll be making in the future, right? So it's not time, it's time well spent, right? Learning about your craft and learning, um, learning how you would uh, 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 better your craft uh, is time well spent, you know? So yeah, yeah. I turn to books. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's no... And not feel guilty listen. about it, right? Like, not no. feel... Like, I feel like I always had to, like, get a job. Like, it's okay to just be home and just be drawing or just be home and reading and, and a library. Like, it seems like wasted time, but it will... Like, I always wanted to, like, lock down a job, get my family off my case. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. have, like, a yeah. six-figure job or, you know, get a job like a big agency. So, like, when Thanksgiving sure. rolls around, I can get people off my case. But I almost yeah. wish that I had just done what I'm doing now, which is kind of um, getting into the books, getting into the literature, into the, the learning side of it, LinkedIn learning and, and taking classes with like Sean Adams and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's okay to, to do those things. And at the time, it feels like waste of time, but I've, I've done it long enough now to see that no, 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 like that's taking that time to invest and find something to get passionate about will really propel you further down the road kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll show up in the work, right? The work will inherently right. be more be interesting form, yeah. and more, like, well-crafted, right? So it's, it's, I think, obviously, like, we need to, put, like, put food on the table, right? So everyone has that pressure of just, like, paying the bills. Uh, right. And Which that's understandable and is real, right? Like, I'm not going to um, ignore that. But at the same time, if you're not nurturing yourself and you're not feeding the part of you that like got into the business in the first place, which is making really interesting, beautiful stuff and populating the world with like interesting visuals and like, like it's all for nothing, right? It, you might as well just mm -hmm. do something else, right? You might as well spend your life doing something else. If you just wanted to make money, you could be a fucking hedge fund manager. You could work right, in yeah, finance. Exactly. You could, there's finance, other ways to bro. make money. Yeah, you could, there's <laughs> right. other ways to make money, but nothing we've gotten to this good. There's nothing wrong with that. My point is there's other ways to make money. You know, <laughs> no, if you want to make yeah. something and populate the world with like interesting, beautiful things, then like you have to find a way to feed that. And I think that's super important. Um, yeah, this is a yeah. weird time in like human history. I think COVID is, I think allowing us to sort of like put things in perspective. I am talking to the people I care about more. I, uh, I am thinking about my craft a lot more. I'm spending time on projects uh, in a different way, right? Like I'm really sort of getting inspired by like, uh, the, 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 the early work that like I wanted to do in the first place, like getting back to sort Dang. of like really interesting, beautiful typography, really trying to push that into as many projects as possible. So it's, it's slowed down, but it's slowed down kind of in a good way for me. Like I'm really thinking about my work a bit differently, a bit more critically. Um, this has been sort of like in a weird like way a blessing in disguise as it relates to yes. like the, the kind of work that we're doing at Sunday afternoon, the artists that we're taking on and how we're uh, moving forward. It's been really a super reflective time for us um, and a really positive one in a, in a weird way. And I know that's probably not like a, like a popular thing to say right now, but I think I think I there's totally yeah, I think there's like like you can look at this um, positively and and I think that's what we're trying to do. You know? yeah. yeah. I think you can, you can have both things. You can have, you can understand the magnitude of what we're going through. You could, you could, you know, um, see what a terrible tragedy it is. You can, mm -hmm. you can feel for the people who have had loss. You know, I've had friends who just recently lost, you know, mothers and, and siblings and, and, and stuff like that. Right. But, um, yeah. 
if there's anything that I've learned in this time, it, it's, and it, it sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Like, I realize how precious life really is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if life wasn't that awesome, then we'd all be like, just like we're all going to die. Like, let it happen. But life, right. is, life is beautiful. And I think that yep. we owe it to the people who are sick and suffering or, or have been affected by this um, to try and live life to, to its full, fullest potential. And I think that there's so much out there that, that skews negative, which is understandable. Sure. But I think at the same time, though, we're at a place where if you're fortunate enough to be in good health, if you're fortunate enough to be in a socioeconomic place where you can even take these kind of chances, I try and remind myself of that. You know what I mean? It's, it's a right. luxury that I'm able to do a podcast like this, that I can afford a microphone. That, you know? yeah. It just puts things in perspective. And I think that um, it was kind of needed because pre-COVID was sort of a, a like, if, if you had to like do like like the litmus test of like seeing where the country was, it was sort of a mm -hmm. in the world really. It's sort of a selfish time, and people had kind of become not really spent a lot of time with their family. People were you know working crazy long hours, and yeah. for me, in, in my own personal experience, it's been a real reset. Um, and and I'm trying to put the narrative out there that it's okay to be positive, and, and if you have your health and you have these things like. It's okay to be grateful and just take it and run with it. You know, there may be. I think, a... yeah, that's 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 hugely important. I mean, I I I I a hundred percent agree with everything you're saying, and I think we might have just gotten canceled. Who knows? But I think that we might have. But it's okay. But I also <laughs> think that there's like, you know, this is also maybe a little unpopular. But I think um, when when times are good, people kind of focus on maybe like the wrong things a little bit. Like they're focusing on other people and what other people are making, why they don't get this and why they're not having that or why their success is like, they're looking outside versus sort of looking internally. I think, you know, when times get rough, you sort of recalibrate, you start looking internally, you start thinking about your work a little bit more, appreciating the fact that we can even do this for a living. The fact that I can make shit for a living still is a, fucking incredible blessing and a huge privilege and anyone who can do that is should be should should practice a little bit of gratitude every single day especially if you didn't lose anyone during this crisis and and you have your health man that that is huge that's huge so right you know i think perspective is hugely important and um and when times are good everyone focuses on kind of the wrong shit so this is kind of good because it's like oh yeah perspective right i'm healthy i can make stuff I have like right. things to contribute to the world and I have people that love me who are also okay. Uh, fuck, life is okay. You know, like yeah, if, exactly. if, if, if that's the case for you and obviously that's not the case for a lot of people, but um, right. you know, that's the case. I'm and lucky enough. That's the that's thing the is that like for a lot of people, like somebody said in the, be in the beginning of quarantine, like when it comes to like your like in relationship, for example, you're either like falling in or falling out of love with your significant, significant other. Right. And like, while it may suck, and this time might be a time of like total realization, like, you know, like for me, my mental state was like really kind of falling apart. I was in a bad place. I was doing a lot of isolation. I was doing a lot of drinking mm. and just like all like this, this weird shitty behavior. And I've kind of used this time to pivot, but it kind of cast a light on all of those things. So like, yes, it may be bad. Like, you may be hearing this right now and be like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are talking about. My life sucks. Like, I'm going through the force. Um, True. You know, I lost my job. I can't feed my right. kids. Like, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but I'm just saying that, like, it's a time to, to reallocate your resources, think about your life, and take inventory because I don't think that that would have ever happened prior to that yeah you know? yeah i think if every if anyone's having a really really hard time i listen to it this is gonna sound super corny but every time like i'm in a rut 
or something bad happens, I listen to uh, Neil Gaiman's Make Great Art. It's his mm -hmm. commencement ceremony speech. Uh, I actually, even if you're not going through a hard time, listen to Neil Gaiman's <laughs> commencement ceremony speech called Make Great Art. Uh, and it'll fucking like slap you right into place and you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, this is what I have to do. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like my go-to like get, get, get your shit in perspective and get back to work. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um. Real quick, so I, I know you're in a cafe. You probably have a lot to do. One question <laughs> for the Rose. Um, mm. A lot of people are just graduating from school. I again, unpopular opinion. I've been putting it out there that like you're really not that fucking special. Like you, you didn't get to walk gra You didn't get to walk graduation. You you graduated during, like it was cut short. But like self pity and, and, and thinking that like you're like thinking that like if you're just leaving school and you think that like the reason that you're not getting a job is solely because of COVID-19 like there are exceptions but for the most part that's not true and it's hard to leave school and get a job and there's no favors there's no handouts this is the real world and you got to hit it hard like the economy was thriving I was talking to you and Rich too and everybody like going like all out and I could get yeah. and I know it's my own personal experience but I'm trying to put a narrative out there, like stop feeling sorry for yourself, start working on your book. Um, but if you don't have, if you're in that situation and you're faced with that question, that's like, you know, how do you get experience without having experience? How do I make work when I haven't been given work? You're in that right. spot and you're home. What's yeah. your advice to those people when you're just, you know, you, you've got a Squarespace domain and you're looking at a blank website or you're opened up Illustrator and there's this 11 by 17. Right, you know? right. What do you do I think you're totally right. So I think first things first is like, if you're a young creative person, like the best time you can spend is investing in your portfolio. That's it. If you're, if you're thinking it, if you're thinking about investing time into anything, invest in your portfolio. That will separate you from 99.9% .9 of other creatives out there. Nothing else is going to do that. And the only way to have a good portfolio is investing time and doing your portfolio and doing projects and redoing fucking projects and fixing projects and editing the fucking projects and redoing it again. Like there's no other way to get around it. That's just time and effort. So invest in your portfolio. Now, in terms of looking at like your Squarespace and it's empty, one project at a time, one right. fucking project at a time. Do one project and dive into it. Like make it your relationship. If you wake up thinking about your project and you go to sleep thinking about your project, that's a really good sign. That means like it's a relationship and it's building and you're thinking about it and you want it to do well and you're investing time and love and energy into that fucking thing. Uh, and that's one project. And then once that project's done, it's the next one, right? right. It's, and, and get excited about that one and make that another relationship. Like bu build your portfolio like their relationships and give it fucking time and energy and effort and love. Like that's so goddamn important because it's, it's your lifeblood, you know, it's like what feeds us and it, and you want to continue to, you should contribute to nurture that thing and look at your portfolio that way, invest time into your portfolio. It's the only thing that's going to separate you from everyone else who thinks they're like some hotshot fucking young, young kid <laughs> coming out of these pools. It's, you know, that's yeah. not the case. You know, it's your book. That's what's really going to separate you. And hopefully when you, get asked to interview is you know talking about your portfolio in a compelling passionate way where people be like oh this person fucking loves what they do like they love it love it you know like yeah. super love it and i think that's 
as the second part of like this whole thing that no one ever talks about is like yeah you can make great work but you also have to be able to sort of like describe it and talk about it in a compelling way where people understand like oh i understand the concept behind this and the thinking and how passionate this person is that's the you know the second part of like your portfolio learn how to talk about your work learn that yeah learn it. it's super yeah, important it, it yeah. really is like a 50 50 proposition like it's got it's got to be both like I would be able yeah. to really speak to my work, but my work would like, I, I would like mock things up and like, do it live surface or put something on a billboard and like have, have that like pentagram-esque kind of look. And then I would, mm -hmm. I would like be able to like speak to it, to the strategy, but the, like mm -hmm. the real like meat and potatoes of like design fundamentals wasn't there. Um, sure. And I think it's, you have to have like, really great design work, but also have uh, be able to talk about it. I actually just did a podcast called Your Work Might Suck and That's Okay. And it was talking about <laughs> how you actually need to get to <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking about calling it Your Work Might Suck and that was a little too like over the head and I, I don't want people to unsubscribe or whatever. But mm -hmm. I, you have to get, you almost have to get to a certain point with your book where you can recognize that it sucks. You know what I mean? Like I went yeah. to school and I was like, I'm on one, this is awesome. Right? You know, I put a logo on a book and I'm like, why aren't I getting the job? And then right. now looking back at it, I'm like horrified, but it actually takes time to be able to articulate what's not working about your book. And that's and that's okay, you know? And, um, and also if you look at it, honest, it does look like other people can take one, yeah. Exactly. Being honest with yourself about you know stuff in your portfolio that needs to leave your portfolio that's a really hard process like editing is really difficult i am fortunate yeah. enough to like work with audrey a sunday afternoon and like you know she does a really great job at sort of like informing us about the work and how it's going over and and, and has a really sort of great point of view on like growth creative growth and you know um so i i'm able to like ping stuff off of her but first you need to start understanding what like self-editing is all about and stuff that needs to come out of your portfolio that isn't doing any hard work for you or isn't pushing you in the direction you want to go or is it holding you back right those are really really tough questions but people need to you know as you grow and you start making stuff having that inner dialogue and also with trusted confidence is hugely important yeah yeah the fact that Audrey and I have not actually met in person yet is a damn shame. Uh, she's been so grateful. She's been so um, so grateful. She's been so amazing and supportive of the show. Uh, when when I go to New York City, Audrey, we need to get coffee. We need to hang out. Thank you for always supporting the show. And thank you to everyone on Sunday afternoon for always keeping me in line and kind of taking yeah, me on the uh, proverbial wind. We so. love you, man. Like we really do. Absolutely. You're like family to us. Like, I feel like we're all like young idiots in New York running around going to galleries and like seeing each other and hugging and talking about the cool stuff we wanted to do. And, and now things are like, well so it's really... <laughs> very, very sensitive, very sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. I've become increasingly sensitive as I get older. Like, it's really weird. Like, I'm so like much more sensitive now than I used to be. I'm like, it's kind of silly. Yeah. I get weepy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, when I first like met like Justin Genak, I was like somebody else like me, like, you know, like somebody else <laughs> like another man who's like. And now I'm like doing therapy and stuff like that, and and I have mm -hmm. like uh, a lot of friends who we you know we check in on each other and it's good. But good. originally good. I come from the firehouse and like you know like you didn't talk about your feelings, you didn't talk so it's good. I, I was really happy when I met you guys. I thought like I belonged. So Juan, this has been amazing. Where can people find you online? Um, tomorrow I'm thinking about doing some man some, you like Ahmed. I'm gonna use like these little filters. Look, I'm trying to get, oh, trying to oh, get that gels, a little filter. little gel action. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I imagine um, the last. Yeah, you, you could. About that, like, six years ago. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. like Ahmed, like his lighting skills are like probably the best in the game. So uh, keep poking him because yeah. he always comes up with like new fun ways of lighting his sets. Um, yeah, yeah, you can just find He's me coming on the my show, name. Officially. My name is like. Oh really? When? Yeah. Uh, sometime next week. We gotta lock it down. Incredible. Awesome. Um, I'll, I'll lock it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please do. I mean, I speak to him every day, so I'm sure he'll let me know too. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My. My, all my stuff, all my socials are just my name. So it's pretty easy to find me on like the internet because it's, I just go with my, my name because I'm boring and lazy. Awesome. Well, make sure, I'm going to make sure that everyone follows you. Make sure you follow my YouTube channel. I'm going to post some stuff. I don't think that we have any video content of us other than this, but this will be up there. And, uh, and thanks for always being a friend of the show. Oh, man. Okay. I love we need to get together soon. Dude, take care of yourself. It's really good seeing your face. I love you too, man. Take care, brother. I'm, I'm going to risk COVID for you. Let's, let's go hang out together. Let's get coffee. Let's get masked. Let's coffee. And <laughs> yeah. go okay, walk on the wild side. Six feet. All right. Feet. All right. All right, brother. Yeah, of course. Peace. Take care, dude. Right, bye. bye. Later. Hang up on me. Bye. <laughs> Juan Carlos Pagan. What more can you say? Follow me on YouTube. Meet the creatives on YouTube. Check it out. Thanks to Audrey. And thanks for the uh, all the people that are here. Hello, Amanda. So many people coming in. This is awesome. All right. I officially have a legit show. Juan just made it super legit. So episode one was, I'm trying to remember all the different titles I had. Episode one was talking about the show, I think. And then um, we had comparison is the thief of joy, that quote that I got from Claude Silver, who hopefully will come on the show. Um, and actually, it's from Teddy Roosevelt, but I learned it from Claude. I talked to my cousin yesterday. Grandpa Bob was in the show. Uh, it's getting better and better every day. So I really appreciate all you guys being here. Parsons Branding, what's up? I love Parsons. Hello, everybody. Make sure you're following. If you're here from the Juan Carlos thing, uh, make sure you're following me. Nancy. Whenever I see the name Nancy, I think of that Nancy with smiling face from Frank Sinatra. I just butchered that, sorry. Um, that's it. I can't do much more. Parsons, what's up? Good to see you. I'll, I'll, I'll take a scholarship. I'll come and learn with you guys. It'd be awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Sorry to make things weird. But you guys are the best. Thanks for following me. It's so cool to see all you guys. Um, Celia's here. All right, guys, I'm logging out. Uh, this is much better than yesterday when I had like two people here and I was talking to myself. So I feel good. I'm like, uh, I'm feeling good. I didn't have coffee just before this, believe it or not. So I think that actually helped with the uh, nervous energy, even though I interrupted one like nine times. So that's it. Make sure you're following along. My goal by the end of the month is to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Help me make it happen um, and tell your friends. Parsons Brandon, tell your friends what's up. All right, that's it. Love you guys. Be good. That's pretty much it. The lighting today, by the way, came a long way. If you watch episode one and you watch this, I think I'm finally starting to get the hang of it. I feel like this is going to affect my skills as a photographer. It's all good. And thank you to my sponsor, LaCroix. No, no, not really. LaCroix. Can you like, I've, every freaking episode, I mentioned LaCroix. So uh, if you guys want to sponsor the show or know somebody who works at LaCroix who wants to send me uh, free LaCroix packs in exchange for free advertising and product placement, you let a brother know. But, love you guys. Peace. And thanks again to one. Just fucking me. At one call. Thank you.
Thank you.